You're listening to Woe Nelly. I'm John Sherman. A major life-altering event, and again, a long train ride. Why did it always seem to work that way? Transportation isn't really one of those things that many of us spend much time thinking about. But for Nellie, different methods of travel had always played an outsized role in her life. She often spoke of her memories as a young girl in Guelph canoeing and skating on the Speed River. Skating was her favorite. She'd spend hours skating. She would chase the horse-drawn fire brigade and shell out the five cents it would cost to catch the streetcar back home. Of course, her earliest memory of all was a frightening ordeal involving a rowboat. A young, helpless three-year-old, she had climbed into a rowboat on the shores of Lake Ontario. The boat was washed out onto the vast lake, and hours later she had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. She suffered from nightmares of that ordeal for her entire life. Christmas of 1918 was a boat memory of quite a different kind when her father arrived home from the war on the very first ship. But the most major life-altering events always seemed to accompany train rides. At 17, the family packed up and left Ontario for the Prairies and Congress, Saskatchewan. Nellie simply recalled the trip being long. This was as close to complaining as she got. Not too long later, now living in the middle of farming country, Nellie was, quote, persuaded to climb up onto a horse with no saddle. Just as she got on, someone hit the horse and she was bucked off, falling onto a rock. She was hospitalized and doctors marveled at how fortunate she was that the bruising had not burst her appendix. As a young woman, she had learned to drive a car, despite that being discouraged for women in those days. Or maybe she learned simply because it was discouraged for women in those days. Once, late in her life, she showed me a picture of her Saskatchewan driver's license. She was quick to point out the word PERMANENT, written in all capital letters. She had persuaded her father to spend the extra 25 cents to get her what was then offered, a permanent license that could not be taken away or revoked. She kept it her whole life. It gave her great joy, even when she was too frail to get in and out of a vehicle herself, that she could still legally drive in Saskatchewan. The first airplane she ever saw was a small single-seater that made an appearance in town in 1926. She would later state that she could never have imagined at the time that she would ever ride in one to far-off places during her life. All of these other methods of transportation brought back memories and stories. Some good, some bad, most mundane and insignificant. But of all the different methods of transportation, trains stood out. Trains were different for some reason. Trains were special. Not special in a cherished way, just in a significant way. Whenever she rode a train, it seemed to be because there was a monumental shift in her life. And today, she was riding a train again. Nellie's husband, Irving, had taken ill and had been hospitalized in Vancouver. On November 20th, 1939, 
having just given birth to her fourth boy. Two and a half weeks earlier, Nellie received word that Irving had passed away. And so, leaving her two oldest boys with their grandmother, Nellie took her two youngest and boarded a train for a far-off place she had never been to. Again. Once again, she boarded a train, not knowing what awaited her when she arrived. Once again, she boarded a train trying to process what all of this meant for her. Once again, a major, life-altering event. And once again, a long train ride. It always seemed to work that way. What must she have felt as she endured that train ride? What must have she gone through internally even as she cared for her infant son and tended to her five-year-old who was sick for the entire trip? Nellie's son, Ken, recounts that among his earliest memories were being sick on those train rides and returning home, where Nellie would weep with ladies from the church and community. Ken would watch this unfold as he heard planes flying overhead. Canada had declared war on Germany only two months earlier, and to a small child who had just lost his father and lived in a house previously occupied by Nazi spies, there was certainty that those planes must be German bombers. In her lifetime, Nellie watched the world move from horses and buggies to automobiles and trains and planes. She went from being bucked off horses to watching men walk on the moon. She flew to far-off places and watched her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren live and minister all across the globe. As she watched all of this, I often wonder whether she knew. I wonder if perhaps on one of those long train rides, she had an inkling that this was the start of a legacy. I wonder whether she sensed that she was going to be the matriarch of a family that would forever be trying to live up to the standards she was setting. The truth is, she probably had no idea. But it did happen. And it continues to this day. This amazing woman's legacy continues today. A legacy which so many of us have benefited from. A legacy that so many of us are trying to reach. A legacy that, for some reason, seemed to be marked by long train rides. Until next time, I'm John Sherman. See you along the way. Mm-hmm.